Welcome back to the Coach Cardozo Show, where we grow as a community. Today's an excited day for me. I have here my friend, uh, Antonio Andrade Jr. of Andrade and Associates, LLC. Uh, great guy, a donor for a very long time. Uh, he's a father of two amazing daughters. And welcome to my show, Antonio. Thank welcome. you for having me, boss. You're welcome. So just obviously you know this is all due to me, so we're all going to grow together. Uh, so I'm learning as I go along. Uh, so uh, at what I understand, which I know, uh, Adratus Associate is a, mostly a real estate holder. Mm -hmm. So if you want to tell me more about what you what you do, I know a lot of what you do, but the audience doesn't. So, um, Well, as you know, we started with buying um, income properties and then I branched off into doing rehabs and flips and now I'm buying rental units in other cities now. So, yeah, where where did you start with with real estate, and why did you get into real estate? I started in two thousand two, maybe. I bought a three family in Rhode Island because Boston was too expensive. I couldn't afford it. Started in Rhode Island. The market went up. Sold. Came to Brockton. Bought a couple in Brockton and worked my way to Boston, and then back out. And then I don't know. Jumped into the workforce for a few and just did the rental thing for a while. Then I decided, let me take a chance on flipping and started flipping. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. bring me here. So you guys know what the growth's about and the hard work that Antonio has put in through the years. You know, some of you guys know him as Mr. Black. <laughs> uh, he's been the year. I mean, he actually has been working full time for, for, for a long time. What, what, what have you been doing for? Um, I I've been driving trash trucks for 16 years. I took the last four years off to do flips full-time. And um, once everything was kind of settled, I went back in July and um, just buying uh, buying bigger rental properties now. That's pretty much what the plan is. And I do little side stuff on the side. Um, right now, working on a condo, doing renovations with uh, another friend of ours. Yeah, what people talk about, they say, I don't have time to do this, but if you're, you're not motivated to do it. But I mean, you're a guy that's uh, built a successful real estate business, worked full time over the years, and raised two amazing uh, young ladies now. So what do you have to say to people who say, oh, I don't have time to do this. I don't have time to do that. Uh, any um, words could be? I mean, it boils down to the simple thing of people make time for the things they care about the most, right? So um, I guess working at, in the beginning, working with something I needed to do. And then as obviously you build your income in other lanes, it's more like, okay, I can go to work, but I can actually take time off and do what I want to do. You know what I mean? So that that was kind of where I balanced the time out. Well said, well said. What, anything you do to, to for, for the buy, for, for, for yourself that, uh, I mean, we're going to talk more about your business because I, I really, uh, mm -hmm. you know, really respect um, what you've done over the years. But anything that you do, for yourself reading, on day to day, reading. Um, you know, I got car fetish, so I, online auction, um, working out. I still play basketball, okay. stuff like that. Stay active, you know. But reading in gym is probably where I get the most. Okay, okay. Uh, what you did mention, I do remember though. You did start by selling cars. That's how yep. you kind of got into the business. Am I correct? That's correct. Right? Okay. So, um, like I said we bought. I bought. Crash cars and just fix them, sell them, 
and just keep rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat till you get the capital to do what you're, what you're really trying to do, which is always, I always go back to real estate. So everything starts in some other lane and then it's back to real estate. Okay. So. You're, what, what, uh, you best should read it. What's your favorite book? Man, over the years, I think I like autobiographies just because I like seeing where people started and where they, where they got to. So, um, I think, um, work harder is not smarter. 50 cent. Yes. You want yes. hurricanes that's, that's with, yeah. Um, and then you send me a bunch of books. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, Atomic Habits, yeah. Um, yeah. Rich Dad Poor Dad. That's okay. like the the Fisher Price. You you start there, and then as you you know you get your reading. I ha- I hated reading, so um, once I actually started reading books that um that kind of helped me in my field, it kind of made sense to just keep tapping in. Yeah, and um. Pretty much what I yeah. But once you figured out like I did, where the secrets were hidden, it was game over. Game over, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. What do you? I I know you. You work at uh, you had mentioned you work at some uh, projects out of state. Uh, What are you working on? Um, right now I'm just kind of in a trial run. Um, I just bought four units in Ohio in Cleveland. Um, that need to be renovated and then rented. Um, I'm also in the middle of putting a deal together for 21 units as well. And it's the same thing, old warehouse being turned into loft condos. And um, these are long-term buy and hold properties, but I've never been in the market over there. Um, I have some friends that bought in Columbus and Toledo, and they've been telling me over the years, you know, hop on it. And then I, you know, I watched the market go. They started in probably six years ago when everything was... 5,000, 6,000, now everything's like 100, you know, 40. So I see there's, there's room there. The rental market makes sense. Um, you'd be surprised how much Section 8 pays in that in that area. Yeah. The bulk of my business is based on Section 8 rental. Um, so the numbers make sense. So anywhere the numbers make sense, you'll see me. Okay. That's that's amazing that you're able to take that leap. Like, what, what, what do you tell yourself, like, uh, to take a leap that's... Uh... You know, for example, I would say, hey, Cleveland, Ohio, I mean, that's far away. I don't know much about it. What uh, what gives you the courage of what, you know, is it because you're trial and errors of the past or? Definitely trial and errors of the past. Um, You know, you take a loss. I've taken a bunch of losses. Obviously, that's how I gained the knowledge to, to actually win. Um, But over the years, you lose enough money, you 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 learn where to gamble and how to gamble. Um, I think I've been a gambler my whole life. You know, you watch me play CeeLo on in the area and and just different things um i've lost money in cars i've lost money in real estate i've lost money in stocks and once you get a rhythm you could kind of you know like i said it's a chance for me so at the end of the day the money makes sense if i lost it i lost it it's better yeah. than yeah you know you can go blow 40 50,000 yeah. something I, stupid I, I think you'd be very modest now because i i know you through the years and what you do you actually stop and reflect about the mistakes you've made and uh, and you grow from there for sure. Is that sure. correct with that for sure. Yeah. Good, good. Uh, so it, 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 the real estate, any other business that you that you like besides real estate? I know autos you like, real estate you like, anything. Um, I mean, I've been in the auto industry since I was what nineteen. Okay. Um, just hanging out at body shops and seeing how things work. Um, so I help out in the shop. I jump in the tow truck every now and then, okay. as you know. Yeah. Um, you know, I I do it all. If it has wheels, I I can move it. Okay. So. Um, other than that, no, once I've 
finish this Ohio project though, I'm, I am gonna look into laundry mat. Um, probably okay. Fall River, New Bedford, somewhere around there. Kind of turnkeyish, where you don't have to be there. Automated cards type of deal, and then as well as putting in. I've tried it in little things like six families that I own, put the laundry in the basement and see what the money generates. So it makes sense to try it somewhere bigger. Um, the 21 unit that I'm building will have a laundry room and a dry cleaners in it. So that will be one of the first places I actually try that idea. And then again, I'll look for a laundry mat somewhere else. Okay. Just build that out. All right. So, okay. So you just want to, you always want to try something to do, push yourself, yeah, for sure. push yourself out your comfort zone. Out of That's comfort how we zone, grow, but right? also, you know, if it if it makes if it makes money sense, then why not try it? You know, yeah, you can always scratch that list, scratch it off the bucket list. Like I tried it, it didn't work, and you know, rearrange the model and come back at it another way. Okay, okay, that's great. Uh, what I I know for somebody that's as busy as you are, there must be some uh, morning routine or evening routine or something to keep you engaged in, in doing what you do. It not fall off. Um, uh, so, is there something that's a definite you have to do every day? Or for me, I think going to work is my morning routine. So, I mean, um, the four years I was out, where you have all this time to, to kind of um, do what you want to do, it kind of worked backwards for me. So, uh -huh. when I stopped working four years ago, I weighed one eighty nine, and I think by year two, I was like two twenty five. So yeah. I realized that a routine was definitely needed. So um, I jumped in the gym the the two years before I went back, and then I realized that I couldn't keep a set schedule. So then I said, you know what? When I get the two flips I was working on done and just kind of let the dust settle, I'll go back to work. That'll start my mornings at 4.30, 5 o'clock. Go to work. That's kind of my cardio. I pick up trash for a living. So um that's my cardio. After I get out of work, I hire a personal trainer, go through that routine, and then get home, you know, settle into that routine where, you know, get clean, um, jump in a book, jot down a couple of ideas. I actually get more done with less time, Yeah, if that makes sense. But yeah. Yeah, I definitely need structure. Okay. Structure. And, and you mentioned to me, you meal prep also. So you do gym, yeah. you meal prep. You, there's there's a lot of Sundays. things that, that you do. You probably just it's so automatic, you forget. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. I meal prep every Sunday, um, five lunches, five dinners. Um, breakfast is usually protein shake. Um, so like I said, the, the gym is really uh, therapeutic at the end of the day for me, where most people like to start there. I think you start there. Mm -hmm. I actually end there. Oh, yeah. I start um, there. Yeah. I, start, I start right at, you know, I'm up at 4 a.m., a cold shower. Oh, so... Uh, I get it going. So, I haven't uh, graduated to the cold showers yet, but uh, I, I'll try it. Yeah, the, the body <laughs> routine could be, you know, it's uh, it's great for you, but you know, it it, it still work. Mm -hmm. Like you work for yourself, so uh, it's good. Uh, what do you have any? Uh, because did you see? I, I look at you. I think you're in a successful position right now, which I believe that you're going to keep growing because I know the person you are. Mm -hmm. uh, did you see yourself being at this? You know, twenty years ago, did you see yourself being with the success you have, or uh, you just do, you're gonna do something, or? I think for me, growing up, I was always kind of like, now I'm the only child, only grandchild. Um, I grew up in the house, my grandparents, my two aunts, my uncle, and the, I was kind of a focal person, so everyone kind of 
give you that that boost of you got you got you're gonna be something. So I think in the back of my mind I thought so, but I never knew exactly where it would end, what industry it would be in, and then kind of you know you grow into things. I like I said, I've always loved cars, uh-huh. so that's where everything kind of started for me. Yeah. I used, as a kid, I used to travel around with a suitcase with cars in them. As a yeah. kid, you know what I mean. So yeah. the car thing kind of started everything, and then hanging around you and all the older cats in the neighborhood where, you know, the, some of the conversation I would hear is, uh, you know, um, is about money. Then I learned the real estate game, obviously, from you in Heston Terrace. We talked about a bunch of stuff. And just seeing you guys do it, you know what I mean? When you was flipping condos in Adam Street, just watching that process. And then um, when I bought my first property, having friends that would actually get in the trenches with me, like, yo, I'm going to buy this house and you think we could demo it and fix it ourselves? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We we can worry yeah. most of the stuff. And then once we learned off of that, you just keep piggybacking and going and going. And that's just how it ended up here. So nice. I guess it's luck. It's some luck, but it's a lot of trial and error. Um, yeah. Luck is what opportunity meets preparation. Facts. Please prepare facts. for it. Uh-huh. I mean, he, he, uh, Tony's a modest guy, so he's got a point that other people has helped him, which, which is good. But uh, he hit at a key point, though, uh, about who you surround yourself with is going to actually, you know, dictate where you're going to be in life. Fact. Would you exactly. w- would you agree to that? Or? I think so. Um, I mean, I think we've all grew up close knit group of friends. Um, you know, you have your friends you party with. You have your friends you talk business, and then you have your friends that you see kind of in the elevated level, and you wonder like how you get there. So now your job is to bridge the gap. And then once I figured out how to bridge the gap kind of just end up where I'm at. And um, as far as being, did I see myself being here? No, not really. Um, honestly, probably think it'd be bars instead of stripes, you know? So, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, luck of the draw, I guess. What? No, I mean, what? you definitely worked for it. I mean, uh, so would you think, would you say that like by you, I, I like what you, the word you use, bridging the gap. Would you say you, you worked on yourself to prove yourself? Is that how you bridge the gap or you have another way of bridging the gap? Um, I think it's all about information and how you process it, right? So if you got someone that you perceive millionaire friends, right? So, you know, you surround yourself with enough people, you actually become those people. Yeah. Um, I think in a room with like you, Jizviz, Driscoll, people that were already in real estate, I'm around you guys, even if I'm not in the conversation, I'm hearing the conversation, I'm learning as I'm hearing. And now I try to implement some of the things I learned, but I always have a, I have a cheat code because I can call you and be like, yo, I'm trying to think, I'm thinking about buying this. What do you think? And then I, you know, obviously I still have to take the leap of faith in on the information I got. And like I said, the things kind of just worked out. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this, this is good. This is good. I'm glad we're doing this because yeah, I'm actually picking yeah. up a lot of things that, uh, that's like gems that you're putting out. And if I'm picking it up, imagine what the audience is like, okay, we got this. Mm. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna circle back just because I'm a big person on, on growth and routines and so on. So I'm trying to say, why why do you feel it's important to build prep? Like what, what, for me, like I said, I'm 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 a creature of like routine. So I'm in the routine. It saves me time throughout the week. So now I've, I meal prep these five lunches, put in my lunch bag. Um, I try to do six to eight waters a day. So I have a bag that fits the water. The meal goes on top, a couple snacks, 
Um, so in the morning when I wake up five o'clock, the only thing I do, brush my teeth the morning, you know, the morning cleanup routine, get dressed for work, make my shake out the door, okay. the lunch, pop it in the microwave, put it in the heat bag, and I'm gone. I'm in a truck for 10 to 12 hours a day. Once I get out of work, straight to the gym, um, get my workout routine, it's usually like an hour, hour, 15 minutes. Nice. Head home, now all I have to do is take a shower. When I got the shower, put the dinner in the microwave. Now I can turn on ESPN for a little bit while I wind down to eat and then go into my night routine, which is um, I try to read something before I go to sleep. Um, nice. Try to put the phone down for about 45 minutes before I go to sleep just to wind down. Um, and that's pretty much it. My TV's like weekend type deal. You hit on you hit on key points. You try to well, you try to keep this a secret. No, I mean <laughs> especially put your phone down. That's a great thing. And uh, you know you talk about the nutrition. You know uh, I'm assuming the eating habits are important for you. Uh, w w why is that? Why do you find that? Um, I mean generally my eating habits all over the place. Eat out, order, um, and then during the week I try to balance everything. So it's all about balance, right? Yeah. So during the week I have these you know, these 10 meals and then the, the the protein shakes and all that stuff, that's a set, five days. Now, Saturday comes, if I want to go out to dinner, or, you know, I still yeah. drink. So yeah. I want to go out a drink. Yeah, It's cool, one day, two days a week, maybe. You know what I mean? But then I go back to my routine on Sunday where I make everything I need to make. And then Monday through Friday, it's boom, back to that. So that's what, you know, for me, you know, um, in my family, diabetes is heavy. So, you know, we've been around enough uh, health risk people yeah. that you know that that's pretty important. So, I mean, there's no point in making the money if you're not going to be around to actually enjoy it. That, that, that's a valid point. Exactly. That's a very valid point. What, what, what would you have to, to say to, you know, the neighborhood we grew up? And I'm sure there's people who, who, you know, they get a choice, either go to college or you're nobody, in, in, in a way, kind of household. What, would you have anything you could say to... Um, I think everybody should learn what's for them. You know what I mean? So I don't think there's anything wrong with going to college. Um, I Obviously, my two daughters, one graduated from Wentworth, the other one's in her third year at Amherst. Um, college not an option for them, where for me, I went because that's what was preached. Yeah. But after yeah. the first year, I realized it wasn't my path, yeah. and I dropped out, and then the rest is history. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, I think... When you get stuck into following the crowd yeah. and everybody says, oh, you college, college not for everybody. Right yeah. now, I mean, I mentor some kids and um, we don't preach go to college. It's it's on a case-by-case -case basis. So some kids are built for that. I mean, if you're going to go and be an engineer, doctor, lawyer, why not? But if you, if you know you're in the trades, then why waste your four years going to college when you can actually yeah. be in your field? The, yeah, the positive reflection again. It's a time, you know. Oh, yeah, definitely yeah. everything. About it, it, what's for what person by not me, the other person. Yeah, exactly. Talk a little bit about a little bit about myself. Like I, I have an adult daughter. I have two basic grad kids. There's certain things that I try to instill in them, like uh, do extra. So you can't say I just went to school today and I go home. You do extra reading. You know, you can't say I was at gym. You do extra workout. You get home. It, it's so on. Uh, that's what I try to instill in them. That's what I tell them. Hopefully they listen. But, or maybe they'll, they'll hear it later. Yeah. But uh, it, it, anything uh, that, that you could add that you tell your kids that's important for, for growth and, and how to be I better? I think the biggest thing I think my kids would probably take away from me 
I encourage my kids, don't be scared to make a mistake. So I tell them, uh, you know, there's lessons in that. You know what I mean? Uh, obviously, I've made a bunch of mistakes, but um, you learn from them and you grow. That's where the growth happens, right? So I tell them that I think that's the one I drive home. Um, always do your best, obviously. And if that's not good enough, I'd be happy that, that that you gave your best. You know what I mean? I can't be disappointed in that. That's huge. That's, that's, that's huge because uh, I grew up encouraged, like, not to make mistakes, not to do things like that. You know, until I, again, I'll say it a thousand times. Until I started to embark in the self-developed journey, the growth journey, I didn't had no idea who I was and who I am, actually. Mm -hmm. So the fact that you say that to your kids, you put them ahead of the curve already. They already, uh, it's, a, it's a different, uh, so are they more like, do they take risks now, or what do you think? Um, so I say one child is probably going to be a risk taker, and the other one is going to be an analytical thinker. And uh, and I don't think there's anything bad about doing it, but I think it's tougher to make it's tougher to to take a chance doing something when you're analytical about everything. So it's like if one thing is off, then it's like oh shit, I'm not gonna do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where if you're kind of a risk taker and you just kind of take in all the information and you never really, I don't concentrate on what could go bad. Yeah. I'd rather just go and then when it goes bad, you have to pivot and, yeah. you know, there's obstacles you have to get through. But um, that's kind of the way I do business as yeah. well. So yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it works. And then when it don't work, you scrap it and start again. So um, I used to be very analytical too. But once I started pushing, like, pushing myself outside the comfort zone, I started to realize that these mistakes are not that bad. You're not going to die from it. You're just going to learn right. something new and you evaluate it and move on. 100%. Uh, that's, that, that's one of the great, greatest things about stepping out of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, so you realize who you are. You know? I mean, just having the balls to step out of your comfort zone is big. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, I think where we come from, everybody stays grouped together. So it's really no, no discomfort there because mm -hmm. you're always around people you grew up with, you know them for so long. The discomfort comes from when you leave that pod and you're on your own and you start meeting different people and you start hearing these different ideas. You're like, oh shit. Yeah. Like, this is new. And then when you bring it back, you know, everyone's kind of just moving. Not to shit on people for doing the same thing that makes them comfortable, do what makes you happy. But at the end of the day, it's like, where you see yourself in five, 10 years, where you see yourself at 50, where you see yourself at 65, 70, I don't see myself just doing the same thing over and over yeah. and over. Yeah. Nah, it, it's just not going to work. Yeah. So, and I, how am I supposed to tell my kids to do something different if I'd ever try something different? Yeah, yeah. it's great. You said the example. And I heard uh, one of my mentors told me a long time ago, you don't know what you don't know. And I feel like that makes no sense, but it's true. Like mm -hmm. if you don't know that there's growth, there's, there's different things out there, you don't take the chance on it, that you'll never know. I mean, I, uh, right. I, I thought I bought a couple of real estates that I thought I was the bad. As we all uh, until, yeah, until I stepped out of my comfort zone and I started hanging around people that was 10 years younger than me and they had like five times my portfolio, you know? Right, so, right. and then I go, oh, so you're not so big anymore, are you? So, so, but I mean, then that forced you to grow and, uh, you know, you get better at what you do. So, I think the biggest thing is, um, is ego. If you check your ego. And then the other thing is, do you want to be the big fish in a little pond? Or do you want to swim with the big fish in the ocean? You know what I mean? Nice. So that's kind of, nice. I think, one of the another gem that I kind of latched yeah. on to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Where we grew up in a six-block radius. You could yeah. be the man there, yeah. 
But now you step outside of that six blocks, who are you? Yeah. Yeah, you see, yeah, you see. Throw some gems out there. Beautiful. <laughs> oh, man. You're, I'm so happy to have you on the show. This is making it so much man. easier for me. Like all the things you're saying, it's like, mm -hmm. boom. So I'm knowing it. Obviously, I invited you on the show because we're friends first. And I know your growth over the years. I almost forgot about you. So because you've been doing this for so long. And I, I'm like, wow, anybody else would die to have him on the show. And I have it right here that, you know. I thought it was crazy when you asked me, like, me? I'm like, we talk every, we yeah. talk all the time. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. I, I guess why not? Yeah. You know you, what I mean? You have a lot to say. I mean, uh, I've learned a lot from you. I'm sure the audience has learned a lot from you. And uh, we definitely have to do this in the future. What I've got better at as a podcast host. Okay. <laughs> Coach Cardozo, get your game up. So, I mean, uh, hey, it's going, it's nothing but growth, right? Yeah. You can't, so I mean, if you start at the bottom, it's only yeah. up. That's it so. up from here. Final question I always forget. What does growth mean to you? Growth is um is is knowing where you started, where you're heading, and 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 implementing a plan to get there. Um it's it's being strong, it's learning as you go, and and reflect a lot of reflection. Like, you know what okay. I mean? Like, how do I know where I need to go if I don't know where I came from? You know what I mean? Okay. And that, that's pretty much sums it up for me. Oh, that's beautiful. You just summed up the show for me. I love it. You know? <laughs> this has been great. Th thank you so much for being on my show. I appreciate it. I appreciate you for having me. Um, look forward to seeing the stuff that you got coming up. Like I said, when you told me, um, this is a great idea. I think it's really needed um, for people that we grew up with as, as well as people that we don't know to see, you know, people actually start something and finish and keep, you know, trying to move level up. So I, I think it's a dope idea. I hope we'll see, see it go. Keep pushing. Thanks again. I appreciate it. And uh, thanks, uh, thanks you to the audience. Come grow with us.